morning and welcome to another episode, another day of Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I am so happy that you can join us today in listening to this awesome podcast show. Today we're going to start part two about uh, how Jesus was rejected. But as a result of him being rejected in his hometown, God was able to send Jesus to other places outside of his hometown and perform miracles. So we're going to see how the Lord did not stop at just using Jesus nor his disciples in a place called Nazareth, which was considered his hometown, but how the Lord was able to expand their territory, how the Lord was able to take them out of their comfort zone and send Jesus to a whole nother place in the city. So we're going to start in the text Mark 6, and we're going to see how the Lord is able to use Jesus and his disciples to actually feed the 5,000 people. I mean, that's a miracle in itself. Can you imagine feeding 5,000 people, especially if you've never done it before? But Jesus is on a journey. His disciples is on the journey. They are following their Lord, their Savior. They're not uh, worried about what has happened in the place, but they have taken their crosses as we should do daily. And they're not limited by what they've heard or what they've seen, but they're just going forward. They're proceeding forth with the next assignment. And I believe that if you're listening today, some of you are in a new season where the Lord is saying you have truly been rejected. But God is saying it's time to move forward. It's time to let go and it's time to move forward so that I can perform greater miracles in your life. Just like the Lord did for Jesus when he fed the 5,000 people. So let's go to Mark chapter 6 verse 30. It says, The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. You know, rest is so essential for many parts of our body. When we don't rest, we find ourselves that we get so burnt out. And so Jesus, after touching and healing and ministering and also Hearing about the death of John the Baptist, I mean, I can only imagine that they really needed time to rest. But how many of you know that it really didn't happen that way? And going forth in the text, it says, He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. They were so busy working and doing the things of the Lord that they didn't even have time to feed their own bellies because they were so busy serving the Lord. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving. And people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped before the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd so he began to teach them many things and you see 
how Jesus' heart was so touched by the people recognizing who he was, whereas before the people in his own town would, would not receive because they did not recognize who he was. But here in part two of how Jesus, we, we see that Jesus was rejected in his hometown, but in part two of the rejection, we're going to see how the Lord turns this into a miracle. So the fact that the people were coming to Jesus is actually a representation of a miracle in itself because you cannot come to the Lord Jesus Christ if you don't recognize who he is as the son of God, as the savior of the world, as a mighty good shepherd, as a friend, as a counselor, so many things. These people were able to recognize that. And in the story, we can see that Jesus' heart was moved by the people coming in the multitude to him. And the reason why we know that is because in verse 34, Mark chapter 6, it says that Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Now, a sheep job is to lead the shepherd, is to guide the shepherd. So clearly we can see that these people were coming to Jesus for a reason. And so because of that, Jesus was able to teach them many things. Verse 35, it says, Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But you see how Jesus as a shepherd, his mindset is so different from the disciples. The disciples, you know, is our human nature sometimes to just think about ourselves. But as the shepherd, he saw something beyond what the disciples could see because the disciples had only wanted to send the sheep away. But Jesus had something else in mind. Jesus replies in verse 37. He says, but Jesus said, you feed them. So Jesus has given a command to the disciples to say, look, basically, it's our job to feed the sheep. It's our job to feed them the proper food that they need so that they can grow mentally spiritually and emotionally so jesus was challenging his disciples to meet the need of the sheep instead of the disciples meeting their own needs so jesus was challenging them to really develop the mind and the heart of christ with what they asked We'd have to work for months to earn money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have? Jesus asks. So Jesus is commanding the disciples. He says, go and find out. So Jesus has put these disciples to work because he was training them too. Not only was Jesus responsible for teaching the sheep, but he was also responsible for training the disciples 
on how to become the teachers and how to perform the miracles. So the disciples respond with what they ask. We have to work for months to earn enough money to buy food and all of these people. So Jesus, we we see that Jesus has gone and told them, go find out how much it's going to cost. Uh, how much bread do you have? He says, go find out. So continue on verse 38. They came back and reported. They said, we have loaves, five loaves of bread and two fish. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So it sounds like to me that Jesus was so strategic in everything, in his teaching, in his uh, calculation of counting how many people were out there to sit them in groups. So he was strategizing everything in his mind and in his heart because of the wisdom that he had from his father. So after Jesus was able to sit them on the green grass, verse 4, he said that, so they sat down in groups of 50 or 141. Verse 41 says, Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up toward the heaven and blessed him. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it to people. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. How many of you know that Jesus loves to share with his people? And when Jesus teaches us the the gift of sharing, then we become givers. We become doers. We become stewards. We become just like the disciples in which Jesus has trained. Because naturally, the human heart really don't like to share. So the Lord has to really teach us how to share. And, and, and in this case, you know, Jesus was sharing food with the disciples. He was sharing the word of God. You know, it was not just about money, but it was about the food. It was about fellowship. It was about, most importantly, allowing the sheep to hear the word of God so that they can believe it. They were breaking their bread together with one another and fellowshipping. So after Jesus has blessed them, we see that in the text that in verses 41, continuing on, it says he also divided the fish for everyone to share. In verse 42, they all ate as much as they wanted. So that lets us know that Jesus is able to not only meet the needs of his people, but he's able to exceed it by doing abundantly above all that we could ever ask for and still yet find satisfaction in him and him alone. So this was a miracle in itself because they never ran out of food. And everybody out of the uh, five uh, 5,000 people everybody was able to eat and notice that notice in verses 42 I'm sorry verse 43 he says and afterward the disciples picked up 12 baskets 
of leftover bread and fish. So they had leftovers. I mean, I can't even calculate that in my mind. It would have been such a a sight to see and to witness that the disciples in the beginning, they were panicking. But to see the power of their words and how Jesus commanded them to go and find out really changes the whole atmosphere of their way of thinking. So God is challenging them to step out of their faith. And as they believed and the disciples went forward to gather the things, they even saw how a miracle was performed right before their eyes through the shepherd, Jesus Christ himself. And so in the ending verse, as a result of their leftover bread and fish, it says in verse 44 that a total of 5,000 men and their families were what a miracle was that I mean that was such a beautiful miracle to know that first of all God is not limited by the expectations of what other people think about us but God's heart is able to move when we believe his report and his report only And so with faith, we see that the miracle takes place, but the miracle could have not taken place without, number one, the disciples having an active will, a heart of obedience to follow Christ to that quiet place. But even while they followed Christ, the people kept coming because they recognized who Jesus was, their hearts had a readiness to receive the word of truth, to fellowship with their Savior, who was also their teacher and their shepherd. And 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 the number four thing here is that the disciples were challenged in their faith too. And so when we as believers of and children of God we believe the word God is able to perform miracles in our lives in the lives of people around us and God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask for but is 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 truly according to our faith and so as you go through this week I want you to know that God is doing something miraculous in this year of 2021 alone even though we, as a, a world, as a nation, we have undergone a lot of tests in this year, but that doesn't limit God for, from performing miracles. Some of you have probably been rejected by people in whom you love, mistreated, abandoned. Some of you have had to go through some financial hardships, some layoffs I mean some deaths you probably witnessed so much and I've even gone through some of the things that I'm just mentioning here but even despite all of these things I have still seen the hand of God perform miracles in my life and I pray that this same God who performed miracles then that this same God will continue to perform miracles in your life and if you are listening today 
and you don't have the Lord as the the shepherd of your life, as the savior of your life, I encourage you right now where you are to invite Jesus into your heart, to accept him as your Lord and savior. And Lord, I just, I pray that the Lord will have compassion upon you because you're searching and seeking for him. So I pray that this part two of how Jesus was rejected and and how God was able to perform miracles while he went after the fact he was rejected. I pray that this lesson has truly blessed your heart today. And as I'm closing out in prayer, I pray that the God of heaven will continue to be with you as you seek him in all things. And as you put him first, I pray that God will perform great miracles in your life and begin to turn every situation around, even the ones that don't look like that they could be turned around. Lord, we thank you, God, for performing miracles, God. We thank you for feeding and meeting our needs every day, God. I thank you, God, that your word every day is enough, God. You are our daily bread. You are our mighty good shepherd. You are our friend, oh, Father, God. You are our comforter, Father. And apart from you, Lord, we can absolutely do nothing. So may you perform a miracle today in the lives of those, God, who are seeking you and stand in need of a miracle. May you bless their needs according to your riches and your glory. And in Jesus' holy name, I pray. Be blessed and thank you again for listening to Hearts Knit Together in Christ. I'm your host, Marcia And until next time, may the Lord blessings rain upon you forevermore. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.